MSW Media. Well, pour yourself a glass, sit for a spill. It's time to have some fun. Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking. But this is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. June 25th is Anthony Bourdain's birthday. This month, June, also happens to be the three-year anniversary of his death. In just a few weeks, uh, Morgan Neville's doc, Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain, will be released. He's all around us, it seems. So, with that in mind, I want to devote some time on this show to Bourdain, who is someone I admire greatly. Look, anyone doing... Any kind of show in the food and drink space aspires to be Bourdain. It's not going to happen, of course. I mean, he was, still is, the gold standard. There's never been anyone like Anthony Bourdain. He fundamentally changed the way we consume food-related entertainment. I got to meet Tony, as he asked me to refer to him. I spent an afternoon with him in Los Angeles a short time before he passed. We did a interview, portions of which I'm going to share with you in just a few moments. Bourdain shot to fame in 2000 with his book, Kitchen Confidential, Adventures in the Culinary Underbelly, which is the best behind-the-scenes expose on the world of hawk cuisine I've ever come across. It's just a fantastic book. In it, he presents the restaurant business in all its deranged glory writes candidly about just a wide range of topics, uh, not the least of which is his drug abuse. I mean, Tony was into cocaine, heroin, LSD, you name it. I mean, he kicked it, but early on it threatened to do him in. It's a brilliant, unapologetic work. And right up in the very front of the book, he warns you, he warns readers what is in store. I, I actually pulled it out. Here's a quote. There will be horror stories, heavy drinking, Drugs, screwing in the dry goods area, unappetizing revelations about bad food handling and unsavory industry-wide practices. Talking about why those who favor well-done get the scrapings from the bottom of the barrel and why seafood frittata is not a wise brunch selection. Won't make me any more popular with potential future employees. My naked contempt for vegetarians, sauce on ciders, the lactose intolerant, and the cooking of the Ewok-like Emerald Lagasse is not going to get me my own show on the Food Network. End quote. Of course, Bourdain did get his own show on the Food Network, his very first one. It was called A Cook's Tour, and it debuted on the Food Network in 2002. Three years later, he joined the Travel Channel with Anthony Bourdain No Reservations and one bunch of Emmys for that. He also did the layover at Travel Channel. In 2013, he moved to CNN, launched a a new travel and food show called Parts Unknown. On June 8th, 2018, Anthony Bourdain hung himself in a hotel room in France. I was uh, in bed, and this was back when um, 
well, you know, Donald Trump was president, so I, I became conditioned every morning to pick up my phone and look at the news reports. You know, did we bomb North Korea? Who who got insulted? What crazy thing happened? And I came to expect the nuttiest things, you know, the most unexpected things I expected. And But I certainly wasn't prepared for that news that popped up on my phone that day that that Bourdain was dead. It was a, you recall, it was only a few days after Kate Spade had also hung herself. And, um, but Bourdain hit me hard. I don't, you know, I, I only met the guy one time and it, and it, 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 it was, it's, yeah, and when I was thinking about why, why I was so affected by the death of this man, and and like any entertainer, you know, mo, you know, just like when Prince died or when Bowie died, I didn't know these people, but I felt like I knew them. Scott Kelly, the astronaut who spent a year up in space, I went back and found a tweet that he wrote the day Bourdain died, and I really thought it captured certainly what I was feeling and probably what a lot of fans were feeling. He wrote, "Just saw the sad news that Anthony Bourdain has died. I watched his show when I was in space." It made me feel more connected to the planet, its people and cultures, and made my time there more palatable. He inspired me to see the world up close. Rest in peace, Anthony Bourdain. When I met Bourdain, he seemed very relaxed, confident. He was graceful and gracious. He just gave off a very positive energy. The first thing I did was call him out about something that was very personal to me, the Philly cheesesteak. Or in this case, the New Jersey cheesesteak. You see, in an episode, a 2017 episode of Parts Unknown, Tony paid a visit to uh, this Camden. Camden's on the other side of the Delaware River from Philadelphia and South Jersey. There's a cheesesteak joint there called Donkey's Place. It's a famous spot. But in the episode's trailer, he declared that the best cheesesteak isn't from Philly. And I remember watching that thing. What? The best cheesesteak? The best Philly cheesesteak is from New Jersey? Come on, man. Plus, the cheesesteak at Donkey's is served on a Kaiser roll. A Kaiser roll. This is heresy. So I felt I couldn't let that injustice stand, and that's how we started our interview. Here you go. So I'm here with Anthony Bourdain. How are you, man? Good. Thank you. Uh, I got to I got to I want to start this thing by calling you out on something, man. I'm sure. A, I'm a Philly guy. The cheesesteak. You once uh, called me South Jersey cheesesteak yeah the best philly cheesesteak it's amazing have you had it <laughs> i have had it man but it's on a kaiser roll you know maybe that's an improvement we agreed to disagree on that point then we changed subject to something we both concurred is amazing scotch at the time tony was in a partnership with the balveni which is a wonderful space whiskey made by david stewart david's the longest tenured malt master in scotland Fantastic character. We had a few drams, and Tony really warmed to the subject. He, you know, he's admittedly a Scotch neophyte, but boy, was he curious. I figured give him a year and he'd be the world's preeminent Scotch expert. Not that he aspired to be that, mind you. In fact, Tony's perspective on gaining knowledge on mind expansion was refreshingly humble. The guy harbored no illusions about the limits of human understanding. He once said, quote, maybe that's enlightenment enough to know that there is no final resting place of the mind, no moment of smug clarity. Perhaps wisdom is realizing how small I am and unwise and how far I have yet to go. And here we are, talking scotch. 
Talk about the Balvenie a little bit. Uh, you've professed your love for Scotland. So when you go to a place like that, do you, uh, you ever have fantasies of kind of staying? Because you get to go all over the place. I mean, you're in New York. You live mm-hmm. in New York, obviously. But do you ever go over there and think, I can make a life here? There are very, very few. I'm a New Yorker. Yeah. And I have at various times in my life thought about ending up on an island in the Caribbean or Vietnam. I'd like to go shooting in Scotland, uh, you know, you know, going to a pub near the Balvenie Brewery and sitting down in the late afternoon and having a beer and some good whiskey, you know, eating some good Scottish food, uh, which I like very much. But I'm just not a country boy. Yeah. And I'm certainly not a Glaswegian, and I adore Glasgow. I mean, well, it's very much, it reminds yeah. me a lot of, I'm from Philly, and it reminds me a lot of Philly. Glasgow's a lot like, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a no-bullshit zone. They do yeah. not, like Philly, exactly. they, don't, they, don't take, they don't put up a lot of bullshit. Now, with scotch, how do you enjoy your scotch, first of all? Do you, uh, I'm sure the Valvani people don't like it when I say it, but ordinary, unless it's something really, you know, rare and high-end. Like this, I'll, I'll put a rock or two in. Okay. Most of the time, not always. Sometimes I'll take it neat. It should be. I understand it should be enjoyed neat. Yeah. Um, especially uh, whiskey of this quality. But <laughs> generally speaking, I'll put like maybe one cube in. Okay. Open. It seems to open it up a little in a way that I like, and um, really depends on my mood. Okay. What about uh, aged? You know, right here we have a. Look, we're getting over twenty-three years, or the ton. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm doing that neat. You want that? Do you prefer? Would you? Would you prefer a a, a 25 year old to a 12 year old? Some people like them younger. Uh, it depends. You know, it depends which. Uh, you know, I'm not a, an expert uh, or or a collector or, uh, by any means. I, I'm relatively new to to scotch. I'm learning as I go, and I'm learning surrounded by some really great people. Dave Stewart has pretty much taught yeah. me everything I know, and that's not much. It's a good guy to learn. I've from. been drinking a lot of really good scotch. But as far as my, you know, my all-time favorite, my preferences, um, it really, again, it's situational. Like, this is really, you know, I, I, if it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm sitting in an old man bar. Yeah. I, I very much, this this is actually my favorite for, you know, every, if not every day, but, you know, for recreational, sitting by myself at the bar, listening to Tom Waits. Sure. Uh, I'd be drinking this with a rock in it. What I love about the old whiskeys is I think about... Is the guys that made that? They're all gone. Yeah, for the uh, most part. Yeah. The guy that laid that barrel down in 1968. Yeah. I was in Antarctica recently, and we camped out overnight in tents at a scientific base, a small outstation base where the scientists go to collect field data. And we were at the foot of this incredible glacier with blue ice, and we had some very good whiskey there, and we all poured some whiskey. And somebody went outside, came back in with a bowl of ice and put it in her drinks and said, the ice I just put in your drinks is like thousands of years older than even the idea of whiskey. Amazing. Before it was even thought of. Yeah. Hundreds if not thousands of years ago was when this this water was frozen and it's remained exactly like that since. Yeah. And that's the whiskey you're going to remember for the rest of your life. Yeah. There was more to the interview. Much of it had to do with Tony's future plans. He wanted to write more books, doing other shows and whatnot. And given what happened less than a year after we spoke, well, I just think that part of our talk is best left behind. As I mentioned earlier, when I met him, he seemed larger than life, strong, totally in control. 
It turns out he was just as fragile as the rest of us. Looking back, it's weird to me that I thought otherwise. I mean, there are no superheroes. Nobody's impervious to pain. I know that. It's not like Bourdain hid it. He was brutally honest about his struggles. I guess it was just difficult to believe it was true. To believe that a guy like Anthony Bourdain couldn't handle whatever life threw at him. He once said, travel changes you. As you move through this life and this world, you change things slightly. You leave marks behind, however small. And in return, life and travel leaves marks on you. Most of the time, those marks on your body or on your heart are beautiful. Often, though, they hurt. Okay, it's time to make our sponsors feel loved. On the other side of that, I've got some new adult beverages to tell you about. Stuff you should be drinking. So get out those pens and notebooks. As the host of a show called What We're Drinking, people often ask me, Hey, what are you drinking? When it comes to American-made whiskey, my go-to is Rabbit Hole. The unique recipes were created by their founder, a guy named Cave. He and his team at Rabbit Hole spare no expense in making their bourbon and rye. They have their own cooking methods and use top-of-the-line grains. They never chill filter, and they use barrels that are toasted, charred, and wood-fired, which almost nobody does. What you end up with is a line of bourbon and rye with these really rich, deep flavors that are unlike anything you've ever tasted. What are you having? It's a question as old as the bartending profession itself. And if you ask me, the answer is Rabbit Hole. It's that time of year again, New Year's. It's that time of year where we make those resolutions about dropping weight, answering our mom's calls, staying in touch with friends. It always feels like the perfect time to refocus on what we want in life, but it's easy to get stuck looking back on all of the resolutions we didn't keep last year. This year, there's one resolution I am definitely keeping, and that's making my mental health a priority. Make it part of your daily routine with Talkspace. Talkspace personally matches you with a licensed therapist you could connect with right from your phone or computer. I've been in therapy for years, but it's always been so challenging to find the right person. I've bounced around to different therapists and it's always, does this one take my insurance? Is this one close to my house? With Talkspace, you can do it from the comfort of your own home. Listen, everyone could use someone to talk to. I personally deal with some anxiety and my problem at night is those racing thoughts that I can't turn off. I'm up all hours of the night thinking about everything that everyone ever said to me and how am I going to get through this? My therapist at Talkspace taught me some really awesome breathing techniques that help me calm my mind, calm my body, and give me a more restful sleep. Connecting with a licensed therapist on Talkspace can help you feel better and it's secure. No one's going to hear what you say and that's the best part. Let all that talk fly. Unlike traditional therapy, Talkspace fits your schedule, not the other way around. Talkspace treats your privacy and security as their top priority. You get access to private virtual room with just you and your therapist. You can send your therapist messages 24-7 and get replies throughout the day. No need to wait for that weekly appointment. You owe it to yourself to make mental health a priority this year. And Talkspace makes it easy to keep. Visit Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month when you use promo code STARBURNS at sign up. That's S-T-A-R-B-U-R-N-S. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com, promo code STARBURNS.
You guys want to hear about some new adult beverages? I got some new booze to tell you about. Yeah! First off, I was on the Adam Carolla show last week. All-time classic. Probably the best segment I've ever done on there. I say that humbly. I'm not really... But uh, people also, if, what was I, what did we have on the show? So we had, we did mixers. We had Fresh Victor mixers, which are the best mixers out there. Also, I, we had the rum that we had was Angostura White Oak Rum. It's $19 a bottle. Just a classic crystal clear blend of white rums aged for a minimum three years. A, a gorgeous rum. For $19 from Trinidad and, and Tobago, Trinidad and Tobago, House of Angostura, we know the bitters, but they've been making rum for 130 years, and it's just, it's got the coconut, molasses, plantain, burnt sugar, apple, I love that rum, it's really good, and you put it in the Fresh Victor, and it's fantastic. We also drank Beluga Allure Vodka, $35 a bottle, Beluga's been around since 2002, it's the number one super premium vodka in Russia, one of the fastest growing vodkas in the U.S. We were making them with the Fresh Victor mixers, but honestly, Beluga's really good in a classic martini. Get some caviar. Wine enthusiast gave Beluga 94 points this year. 94 points. And you know who drinks it? Floyd Mayweather. If you can't trust Floyd Mayweather's taste in vodka, well, then there's something wrong with you, buddy. Something wrong. We also had Casazul tequila. That is C-A-S-A-Z-U-L, tequila. Been around for a few years. They're made at the Leros Distillery in the town of Tequila. We had the silver and the Reposado on Corolla. The silver, $30 a bottle, slightly sweet. It's got some minerality, citrus. It's unaged, double distilled. The Reposado, boy, that Reposado gets me smooth. Silky, vanilla, caramel, sweet apple. It's aged for up to a year in American white oak. Casa Azul tequila. That's what we drank. On the Corolla show. Other stuff that I want to tell you about. I got a, there's a new whiskey called Walker's Key Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It's it's made by a company called King Spirits. The founder is Stephen Bush, whose father is August A. Bush III. You might know that family. They make beer. Uh, but I guess August and Stephen spent a lot of time saltwater fishing in Florida and the Bahamas. He loves fishing. This is a fisherman-themed whiskey. In fact, Stephen partnered with a, f- a famed marine artist. Apparently, there are famed marine artists, Carrie Chen, and they did the label art. And they're going to donate money to organizations that preserve the beauty of the Bahamas and the island culture. They just launched brand new Walker's Key. It's got a nice on the nose. There's chocolate and there's fig, and it's 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 very complex flavors. Have really good whiskey. Thirty seven dollars a bottle around there, right around that. Seventy percent Kentucky corn, twenty one percent winter rye. It gives it some spice to it. Nine percent malted barley. That's the mash bill. It's it's pleasant, warm, smooth. You know, key is spelled C A Y. Weird how they do that. Crazy. So you might want to check that one out. You could pre-order it now. I don't even know if you can get it yet. I just, I'm on the cutting edge. I'm on the, I'm a trailblazer. They give me things early. Um, And, uh, you know, and if you're not into the whiskey, you want to drink a little bit of the wine. He likes some wine. All right, Miravel. I'm not telling you something you don't know about. Miravel 
has been around. It's from France, started by a power couple you might have heard of, a former power couple, Brad and Angelina. It's pro- from Provence in France. It's made with Cinso, Grenache, Syrah. Uh, it's, it's, it's a good one. But the new one, the 2020 Mirabelle, I just tried it. It's $27 a bottle. It's a beautiful. It's a really great rosé. You can't go wrong with it, my friends. You just can't go wrong. And then there's another one, a sparkling rosé that you may not have heard of from Argentina, Ernesto Catania Vineyards, Alma Negra Brut Nature. I'm, I know I'm botching this. Maybe it's nature, but it's nature. It's $22 a bottle. It's from Mendoza, Argentina. It's made with Malbec and Pinot Noir. It is, again, a sparkling rosé, and it's got zing. There's lime and crisp acidity, and it's sourced from some of the best high-altitude vineyards in Argentina. And I'm telling you, you want to save five bucks instead of going with the uh, with the uh, Mirabel? Go with the the uh, Ernesto Catania Alma Negra Brut Sparkling Rosé. It's delightful. It's delightful. It's delicious. It's the lovely. I shouldn't sing. What I shouldn't do instead is cue up some goodbye music because we're going to get out of here. I want to thank you for joining me. I invite you to follow me at The Imbiber on Instagram and Twitter. Also, the podcast's Instagram is at WWD underscore podcast. I think I'm taking the 4th of July off. No, I'm not going to do I don't know. Maybe, maybe there'll be a new one. I just don't know. But looking forward to the next time we do this and I'll leave you with one more quote from the great Anthony Bourdain who said your body is not a temple it's an amusement park enjoy the ride <laughs>